Hey baddies, if you're like me and try to shop indie on fashion as much as possible, you're going to love our partner, Basic. Basic is a slow fashion shop that sources cute, comfy, and unique pieces from brands that provide living wages to their workers. We are honored to bring Basic back to you all as a four-season-long partnership and have a discount code for our community to use. Use code SWR15 at abasicshop.com to get 15% off your purchase. And shopping tip, rewear it, babes. When you do shop, focus on building a capsule wardrobe of basics and essentials that can stand the test of time. Shop basic. Welcome to the Bite Size Book Club podcast, She Well Read. We're your hosts, Alana. And Samra, and we're two black girls in our mid-twenties who are on a journey to get back into reading. Our goal is to encourage women to not only read any and everything, but to also read at your own pace. Each episode, we take a bite-sized approach to reading by breaking down one chapter of a book and diving into a multitude of topics. We see reading as a source of empowerment and want to bring people together through shared experiences and provide a platform that promotes reading as a source of empowerment. Thanks for being here and let's get on to the show. What if we did like, a, what if we started at the end and then did a zzz, you know what I mean? A rewind? Yeah. I don't know, I'm scared. Yeah, that doesn't even really make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, great thoughts. I love, I love She's the creativity. So <laughs> She's so supportive because what the fuck am I saying right now? Girl, what? Um, welcome to another episode of She Well Read. I'm Alana. And I'm Samra. And we are the Bite Size Book mm, Bite Size Book Club podcast, where we welcome all readers, whether you read once a month, whether you read once a year, or re- whether you read a bunch of books in a month, which is not us. But you know, we would love to do that. Everybody's welcome. Everybody yes. We love you. We love you. And we want you to be here. You don't even have to read at all. That's another one. We have options. You don't even have to know how to read. You don't. Don't. (laughs) Because we'll read. For you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's our show. (laughs) Um, Shout out corner, which is where we shout out all the things, where you can find us, where you can follow us, and how you can support us. Follow us everywhere at SheWellRead. Subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube channel at She Well Read. We also have a Patreon where we do monthly calls and episodes, which is coming soon, y'all. We've been having some tech difficulties, but it's happening. And also support the season's partners, Be Rooted, which is a stationary brand company, black owned, woman owned, love to see it. And Basic, which again, woman owned, small business here in downtown Birmingham, but they also have an online shop, sustainable fashion. We love to see it. You better <laughs> work, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> all the discount codes can be found in the episode description and all of the links in our bios and all the things. So let's get into the coffee break. Where's where we dish? And this is like the book club aspect to the book club. So let's get into it. We are talking today about the submersive, which unfortunately we found out today at the time of this recording that unfortunately everyone on this ship has perished um, so grievances to all of the families. <laughs> Listen, because the submersive, it's just everybody is so unserious about it. And that's the like everybody is a submarine expert now. 
like what when i saw the picture of and i don't know if this is accurate because mm. i don't know what's real <laughs> anymore but mm. they were so deep into the ocean yeah. that i'm to me i'm like how did they find the ruins or whatever the like, ruins of the time how did well, they, they make it down there that fast well, it's an, I think what, from what I've seen, and I could be wrong, it was like a nine hour journey total. It's like oh, so it's the whole, whole trip day. is nine hours. Like you go down, you see it, you come back up, nine hours total. That's insane. Okay, that yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. I just assumed it took a long, long, long time. Yeah, but me and, so, and somebody said this so perfectly. I don't know if I saw it on Twitter or TikTok, but like there have been more people that have been to space than have explored the sea. Yeah. Like we have not explored like 95% of the the ocean. They always say that. And it's true. Like as we've seen with submersive watch, as I like to call it, because that's what it's been like. They don't know. They're going off of fucking hunches. I'm truly trying to find this. Like, why are we going up before we go to the down into the ocean? The ocean, we can like literally get in the ocean. So it feels way more like top of mind than the damn space because i can't touch space i don't know um, i don't know like, i don't know i don't know like why are we not chipping away at the 95 percent? because the 95 percent is scary space scary too space is also but like i don't know i guess there's not like demons in this space <laughs> bitch there's like water demons and shit who knows I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like the Bermuda I mean, like, Triangle? Space is Are harder. we looking into it? What's going on? No, because on? nobody wants to get fucking lost in the Bermuda Triangle. I just feel like if you're brave enough to go to space, there's got to be somebody on this planet who's brave enough to go I into mean, the probably. water. I mean, probably. And they've been trying. I mean, it's not like they haven't been trying at all. It's just, oh. I think water is harder because of the force of water. I mean, space is Gravity. hard, too. I, I know, I know, I know. But, like, <laughs> I water. <took> astrology. <laughs> astronomy one I mean, when you took astronomy <laughs> gravity <laughs> bitch remember yeah gravity. that's what's keeping us down i know i know girl but, i don't know it's just also mysterious so to is. me for people to have paid to go down there but let's Quick look into trip. the company though Hello? like it's oh, not that's questionable huge oh, red, there were so many be. red flags i'm so confused how are they still up and running because like i don't know i guess nobody made a big enough complaint <laughs> like that's insane they were still taking people's money and they there was some a quarter of a million dollars and that's like what four people on there it, i think it was five. five well including the the pilot pilot quotes quotes as the pilot how do you feel there are so many fucking l's that but happen explorers on the adventurers way. like that this is this is wanderlust. their shit this is their shit stop just stop take the wanderlust <laughs> remove the tattoo not remove the tattoo give it up give it up but they're how we find out about all these great things so we do still need them I mean, I guess this situation, though, to me, it was unnecessary. Did it was. not need to happen. Why? The energy around the Titanic is already so yeah. bad. And like they, I mean, the whole energy, the vibes, but it is like a, ugh, it's an experience. Like, I think I saw this on Twitter. Somebody was like, that 19 year old was so ready to go back to college and get all the bitches because he going to say, I seen the Titanic. Bitches do not care. <laughs> 
sorry <laughs> sorry to that man i'm sorry i, saw, I think it's on twitter but i was like but still, but I, it's it's sad it's sad it's but very upsetting the internet is such an unserious place i though. feel like i can't even take in news anymore <laughs> i'm so desensitized yeah and i think it's because i found out about all of it on social media that I, it's like you take it so much less serious than like when you like because i've been on twitter and cnn two totally different vibes oh really you know what i mean because yeah, i mean i don't turn on my cable I don't even, <laughs> all i do is look at fucking twitter and tiktok right and they're and all the think pieces and they're places. unserious and hearing you say submersive i just couldn't i'm so sorry because that was inappropriate if you watch the video wait submersive when you were saying that initial thing i couldn't you I couldn't would, take it serious i couldn't it was not my best moment <laughs> but like what I've but never it's even because heard of this word it's just everything i've learned against about this against it's my right, will that too. Thing. that too this is not a part of my reality mm-hmm. i don't know any of these people we don't we're not billionaires they're so out of my life yeah it's yeah. like it's like it's like first world problems to a whole nother level mm-hmm. of like oh i can't comprehend this yeah because what this far in the ocean can't <laughs> comprehend it right like the the whole setup all of the like the employee who was like yo this is unsafe and then got fired oh like so somebody's going down i don't somebody's going to jail but i think the company and i don't i don't know all the facts i think the company was already about to shut down (gasps) oh why would you go but so and somebody who was supposed to go backed out and asked for their deposit back was it chris brown because why is Twitter saying that? What? Twitter said it was Chris Brown that No, it wasn't fucking Chris minute. Brown. It was not Chris Brown. <laughs> no. What the fuck? Girl, I said Chris Brown. I was like, damn, what? That <laughs> no. was a close one. No, no, it was not Chris. I don't know. But that, that's not who I'm talking about. It was like the friend, of the one of the billionaires that was on the thing. He was like, I backed out because it just did not seem safe. It did not seem like one plus one didn't equal two. The math wasn't mathing. Yeah. Right, right, right. But and I guess if 250, 250,000 is not much to you, maybe you're just like, oh, yeah, I'll book it. I mean, if you think about it, when you're that rich, like the the it's the world is like an endless filled with endless possibilities like you're like fuck i could go see the titanic if i wanted to yeah you know what i mean i feel like you probably don't think you can even die at that type of rich wealth level yeah like i would feel invincible and then the, i was that's the like word. who's invincible. gonna take me down the Dog? government y'all in debt <laughs> the water <laughs> yeah that they weren't accounting for and maybe they were and were willing enough to take the hell. I think they probably had to sign a waiver or some sort, I would think. Wow. No, they did. Yeah. So yeah, I saw and it was like, you could die. But I think it's sometimes like when we like, I mean, think about like drug commercials where they're like, uh, or all death. of the right or death is literally on it. there and we take it because Ooh. you know what I mean? You don't think that it could be you, but it's like somebody's got to be in there for that or death to happen right you know what my my conspiracy theory brain went off i was like what if because they found debris right yeah what if there's another submersive that we don't know about that happened before this one got famous that also wrecked but we don't know about it because the company is hiding it 
And because, you know, they heard the banging or whatever, which they also said they don't know what the banging could have been. It could have been this immersive. It could have been wildlife down there, whatever. But what if the banging was them? And once they found the debris and they gave up the search because they were like, oh, it imploded. What if they were still out there? How did they hear the banging? It was like some underwater sea shit. I don't know. Some high tech tools. But they were also saying it could have been like, you don't know. With the, that's the thing. We don't know with the ocean. It could be so many things. Whew. that's and that would have been my biggest i'm not doing this shit right here there's not enough my analytical ass brain there's not enough research into this i'm not going down there and that and that would have been have it saved your life that would have been it right there Whew. yeah so, it's very insane what a, um, what a seriously unserious what a time on social media what a time of learning about submarines in the water right and i think about sometimes looking back 50 years from now someone's gonna say something about this and we're gonna be like oh yeah (laughs) we had a time we had a time what a time that was Mm -hmm. like just random events that we keep having to live through literally we've lived through so much so much too much <laughs> too much if you will too much <laughs> um so i guess the message is be careful when you're going to the ocean no matter for what purpose <laughs> don't get into a submersive <laughs> yeah without do doing your research you know that little thing that they have the little um picture where it's like how deep are you going in the ocean like what's your limit and it's like one two three four five i'm always like two like two. i'm not i'm not going past two like i'm not doing it mm-hmm. like i don't care how strong a swimmer i am like i'm not doing it i used to be kind of fearless and i would just go and go and be go. a little fish now i'm a little bit skeptical because mm-hmm. the wrong wave can mm-hmm. just pull you somewhere you did not want to be and then i mean i'm an okay swimmer but the ocean got nothing I got nothing on the ocean. Yeah. I guess I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Because that. Oh, <laughs> have you seen hurricanes? Have you seen mm-hmm. tsunamis? tsunamis? Girl, do not play with the ocean. Mm-mm. Like natural shit like that. I'm like, nope. I, no, I am not big and bigger than any of this. Yeah. I wonder if it was like the earth paying us back Bitch. for global warming. <laughs> like, Damn. Y'all bitches came this far down. Oh, I got you now. Snatch. What, what did we learn? What did we learn from that for global warming, though? What would be the lesson? Just like karma. From a global warming. Okay, all right. Just like all right. trying to get their look back, kind of. <laughs> like. <laughs> anticipate that global warming the hurricane is in June. making worse yeah, yeah. like the- why why are y'all trying to come down here stay your ass up there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> figure that out yeah because i mean the freaking graphics of like even fucking certain size whales won't go further than like as far as they had to fucking go i'm just like Mm-hmm. like somebody telling me this and, and i'm supposed to be like yes like <laughs> people are daredevils they so. are they really are people pay to jump out of planes every day facts so many crazy things that are life-threatening <laughs> <laughs> but you know getting in your car every day I was just about to say, literally driving is anywhere a is a risk it's a 
so i don't know what to say anymore so good luck to to us all it feels like the hunger games sorrow sorrows press like <laughs> oh yeah may the odd bitch may the odds be your favorite that could be episode title may the odds be your favorite speaking of the episode because <laughs> This was a tangent. I think I kind of pushed us down the path. So I apologize. But I truly was getting introspective. You were. <laughs> I loved it, though. It was great. Um, Yeah. You want to get into it? All right. Okay. Let's move on. Let's get, get into, into the chapter. chapter. I'm still just like. Wow. Uh, We're all superheroes. Yes, Submersive talk is a thing. Like, it's been all over my FYP. I don't know how I'm not on the same talks as you. I wish you could sync your talks with your friends. Not sync your talks. You know what they also need to do? What? Groups. Groups on TikTok. Oh, groups. Because why don't I have a mess? Why can't I send... You have to send, I it, send separate. it to the ev- I send the same stuff to y'all most of the time. So it'd be a lot easier if I could just go bloop. Yeah, just the one instead, instead of, of bloop, 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 bloop. Yeah. Where is she? Bloop. I was wondering when they were going to do that, when you could finally send it to multiple people. They need to figure it out. They Hello? do need to figure it out. Um, do you want to start us off? Because I wanted to do the next one, I think. Yes. Okay. Yes, Thank you yes, so much. Yes, yes. We are on chapter 79 for those of you following along with us. Uh, that is page 268. Wow. Okay, this this was really anticlimactic. <laughs> Steven, what's going on, Steven? Steven. I should have to the song before Damn. this episode. You got to listen to it on the way home. Yikes. Okay, yeah, I will. <laughs> so, Steven starts off saying, I can't believe I ever thought I was Jesus. And I was like, thank God. All right. Sounds the like he's getting hell. The hitting. medicine. <laughs> He went to therapy. Yes. Um, guys, remember, he has been diagnosed with schizophrenic and turns out that he has been taking lithium um, now that they've diagnosed him. And so he's getting back to his. Well, no, he was self. taking lithium before. He was? Yeah. And they he was he was like taking something else and they realized. Yeah. He told me that it was due to the lithium he was taking and that with time he'd get back to his old pre-diagnosis self. Yeah, so there was like there was like something damn, where is it? It was like he was taking something so. else and then the lithium like made it worse, right? I don't think he was taking anything before. Oh, at it all. was just the lithium. Oh, I read it wrong. No, You're like right. he wasn't taking anything. He went off the deep end. They gave him lithium and now he's acting kind of like, oh, because that's what it does to you. I will say that it makes you like it's almost like when you have ADHD and then you take Adderall and you become mm. like some people become like a different person. Kind of. OK, so I just read it wrong. OK, that makes more sense. OK, period. I feel that. So. They are at a table at a bar in Studio City right now. And Jeanette is just taking him in and like feeling really grateful, kind of looking at him like, sheesh, you could have like, you know, you almost weren't sitting here with me. Mm-hmm. And he was just in a mental hospital. So like for him to be out, she's just like taking it all in. Yeah. So she's really happy. Um, and she's sitting across from him. We, we learned that it's been two months um um since this you know initial diagnosis and he is not celibate anymore and they're having great sex again 
so was that good for you girl yeah i'm happy <laughs> it all worked out in a way in a way but mm-hmm. we see that it's gonna start to you know maybe not throughout like a little bit further on mm-hmm. um, but in this moment they're really good they're both working on their stuff and he you know is just like looking back to like that must have been really scary for you Jeanette and she's like yeah it was <laughs> <laughs> she's like yeah there's a lot of shit going on bro they're just kind of riding on hope at this point like Jeanette's yeah. like is this too good to be true mm-hmm. right um, okay, moving on to chapter 80. We are on page 270. And we are back to Jeanette trying to work through her eating disorder. Ah, yes. Yes, she's staring at this plate of spaghetti. And she's been staring at it for like 10 minutes. And she's assessing all of the feelings she's having about the spaghetti. The feelings are dread, which is an 8 out of 10. Anxiety, which is also an 8 out of 10. Fear is a 7 out of 10. And lust is a 6 out of 10. And she's just going through the motions of eating this food and jotting down her feelings, crying it out, and trying to work through these exercises Mm -hmm. that Jeff, her therapist, her eating disorder therapist, has set up for her that are active things that she has to get to do, that she has to do for recovery. And we find out she's been seeing Jeff for about three months now, and the progress is slow, but it's steady, which we love progress period no matter how fast or slow it is Mm -hmm. which i feel like fast and slow is kind of relative because it's different per person that's real also um and they're working on you know throwing out all of her diet foods and finding how like all food is just food it's not like this is a good food this is a bad food Mm. which is something that i've been learning too in my fitness journey and like health journey of like I can eat whatever I want. It's just a matter of portions and watching how many calories it is and just staying in the zone that I need to stay in in order to reach my personal goals um, in a healthy way. Because she even asked Jeff, like, you know, me tracking this stuff, like, isn't that kind of counterproductive almost? Because that's kind of, you know, a process like attached to my eating disorder is tracking everything I'm eating but like that's the negative way so it's like how is me tracking it now like positive yeah which i think everything so well valid. not everything but most like some things can be like both a positive and a negative thing depending on how you spin it wow yeah you know I what i mean you've almost anything yeah because it's like i don't know i'm pulling shit out of my ass right now but like if you were told like hey you're all, you're close to being like a type 2 diabetic or something like that um, and you're tracking your eating because you're trying to stay away from that range. Like, that's positive tracking. Yeah. But if you're tracking kind of like she was because of, like, an eating disorder type situation, that could be seen as, like, negative tracking, I think, is, like, the difference. Yeah. Where it could be, like, a good and a bad thing, depending very, on how you're using it. Very true. Um, so he's kind of explaining these things to her and she's just like, I don't really understand, but I'm just going to trust the process because that's where we are now of just trusting the process and seeing what happens. And so he's looking at what she's tracked and he's like, you know, this is interesting. It seems like you skip breakfast almost every day and then you eat a late lunch around two thirty or three, but it's not really a lunch. It's not a full meal. And then you purge afterwards like you eat a really big dinner and you purge so he's kind of finding these patterns of trying to pinpoint exactly where the issue is within her purging part of her eating disorder 
Yeah, he really was like a data analyst. And he was. Moment. He really because was. As he was saying it, I was like, oh, like because she's not eating a breakfast, meaning like she's hungry here. And then like if she doesn't eat enough here, then she's really hungry at the end. But then she feels so bad about it that that's why she purges. So that's what we're trying to do right now. We're trying to get to the root cause of her issue and work through it that way. Mm, and she's he asked her like why did you purge the eggs and she just shrugs and he's like we'll get there um and he's just kind of recapping everything that she's written down and she's like yeah jeff i wrote the list like i understand and she's like right but like here's the thing you're starving yourself (laughs) and that's why you're purging at the end like i was just saying and she was like Honestly, this has been a better week than most, but she's like, because I think I want to, quote unquote, do well in therapy. Yeah. Like, I I felt like that when I went to my first, like, personal training session. It's like, I'm going really hard because I want to do well in front of this other person. You know what I mean? You're, like, pushing yourself more. Right. Which sometimes you need. And yeah, it's helpful. It is helpful. Because then when you do it by yourself, you're like, okay, well, like, I set this caliber. Like, I right that's the big thing i know i can do this like it is possible Mm -hmm. and he's like all right here's what we're gonna do we're gonna normalize your eating you're gonna have three full meals a day two snacks predetermined times no negotiations and you know she has to write off what she thinks are risky foods Mm. and you know she's like cakes pies ice cream those types of things and he's like great and you know he's saying one of the ultimate goals here in therapy is to reduce the judgment around food basically all judgment we want food to just be food neutral which i can think is a good outlet on food because mm-hmm. you start being like oh like this is bad like the diets where it's like no carbs or low carbs and all and i'm like none of that's sustainable because you do need carbs in your diet yeah no so true it's just I about mean, managing it's all in moderation i don't know people be saying everybody's different <laughs> yeah everybody's but, different but yeah like I, I completely agree that the emotional part of like cake is good or like vegetables are good or like this is bad it's like it's like too much emotional labor to be doing when it comes to eating. I just mm. feel like eating is just like eating. Yeah, I'm just I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm just hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's just she's saying all of her feelings and she's like, all right. Jeff's like, all right, we'll work on these things. Um, and he says, I'll warn you, Jeanette, normalizing your eating patterns and mentally neutralizing food is not going to be easy. Like, it's going to be hard emotional work, like you were saying. Um and he even says, just straight up bluntly, for so long, your eating has been so fucked up. And, and Jeff doesn't curse like that. Right. She's like, damn. <laughs> like, damn, Jeff. He's like, it's going to be intense, but I'll help you work through it. And so we kind of flash back to her eating the spaghetti. She's got tears falling down her face. And she's remembering what Jeff said, that this is going to be difficult and hard. But... As the tears are falling down her face, they blur the ink of what she's writing. She's like, fuck. She tries to, like, fix it. And she ends up just crumbling the paper and throwing it across the room. And it doesn't last land anywhere near the trash can. And she's like, fuck it. I'm about to go purge. Like, I'm just so <laughs> stressed. And this is my stress it's reliever. Hard. Yeah. Like, this is what I'm just going to go do. And yeah. so that's kind of how we end that chapter. I feel like we are making progress in a in in a lot of ways. Like yeah. she's able to 
write her emotions down. I thought mm-hmm. that was huge. Like, that is huge. Differentiating them, identifying them, like even if it's very emotional, that's just, I feel like the work, that's mm-hmm. that work part that mm-hmm. Jeff is talking about. And I also fuck with Jeff. He's like, yeah, he's not as woo woo as her last one. <laughs> she was kind of annoying with that shit. And I, I did, and it's like some people are for some people and some people are not. Yeah, that's so true. And it wasn't for Jeanette's cynical ass. It was not. She's like, I'm, yeah, da da da. She's like being a different person, low key, just Mm -hmm. trying to be like around this girl. But Jeff's like, this, this, this. This is how it is. Straight up. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. Okay. On 81. Well, speaking of Mr. Jeff and how amazing he is, we are starting the chapter with Jeff kind of giving Jeanette some friendly helpful advice regarding her slip up that happened and the slip ups that are going to continue happening is basically kind of the advice is is what the advice is saying is it doesn't define you it's a slip it's just a slip it doesn't make you a failure the most important thing is to make sure the slip doesn't become a slide Mm, which I thought was like, damn, like that is a good way to look at it. Just a slip. Because it's, it's so easy to fixate. Mm-hmm. And he gets into a little bit more about this fixation and what these slips look like and what to look out for and be weary of. And he gives her a pamphlet that seems like is a regular thing that he does. Like mm-hmm. there's like a weekly kind of lesson that he sends Jeanette home with and she even says that she actually really enjoys these things that simplifies it seeing it all on the paper versus having it in her head which is like super chaotic and jumbled that's me that's, I, I I like assignments I'm totally like, relate mm-hmm. I love a pamphlet <laughs> it's like a magazine it's like oh mm-hmm. <laughs> um but they always reiterate what Jeff goes over in their little session. And so he's telling her that one of the most important parts of recovery is accepting slips and moving on from them. Mm -hmm. He also says something that's really interesting, which is that people with a propensity for eating disorders tend to be the types of people who get very caught up in their mistakes and struggle to move on from them. Perfectionist, he says. And he's like, does that resonate? And she's like, uh, she's like, yeah. (laughs) She's like, the label's annoying, but it does resonate. Mm -hmm. And he goes into saying that the problem with this is that if we beat ourselves up after a mistake, we add shame onto the guilt and frustration that we already feel about our mistake. That guilt and frustration can be helpful in moving us forward, but shame shame can keep us stuck Mm -hmm. and that i was like shit yeah you're so right and the reason i keep bringing up my like fitness and because i'm in my weight loss journey era um (laughs) and i think like i used to like shame and like i used to be like fuck it i'm just gonna eat all of this stuff even though i'm like there's probably better choices and options that i could be making right now but i'm just like fuck it like it's all going to the same place like who the fuck cares and i'm like <laughs> well we should care a little bit <laughs> like that's the place where i was at i'm like well shit fuck it like but now i'm like well no like we need to care like a little bit just a little bit yeah a little bit of caring mm-hmm. we like, love to care we love to care it's a little a little care 
little bit of care but yeah like that shame that's so it's just it really it really does hold you back Mm -hmm. you can't even move on because you're sitting there like shame shame on me and my cow and shame shame (laughs) shame yeah you're kind of like paralyzed in it almost Mm -hmm. to where you can't move on because you're stuck in the shame Ooh, and that just made me think about cancel culture mm. because i feel like you know how there's that phrase like bullying works and like some people, <laughs> some, because people it does. some people need to be shamed yeah but then it's like when you're canceled for the thing and you're being shamed for it it's like the general public can't move on yeah. but it's still that same like it holds you stuck in this spot or i would even argue like the general public will move on to the next thing but you're stuck in what you're being like canceled mm. for or shamed for or bullied oh, for totally because that's like it could be both so ways yeah like shame you be stuck is there. traumatic shame is traumatic and honestly i was like randomly thinking about it i was like you know one thing i would be afraid of of like becoming like famous or something like that is being canceled mm. because it's like i don't know you like leave this whole life to live this dream and then like you're canceled for this you know Ooh, like yeah. some some people it's like yeah maybe you shouldn't have done that but some things it's like human error that anybody could have done it but because you're famous and put on this pedestal oh. it's so much of a bigger deal yeah and then like now it's even if it's like it comes out later where it's like oh shit like they shouldn't have been canceled for that quote unquote but it's like the damage damage is is, done the damage is already done that's that's a fear i have of fame and all of that but anywho super yeah super scary Mm -hmm. (laughs) hate to see that you can't control it you truly yeah just gotta pray that the gods are on your side The gods are this is the theme of this episode. Right. May the odds be in your favor. Another episode title. Or maybe we already said that could be an episode but title. To me, it's not a it's not the worst thing. That's like that thing where there's like there is no bad press. Right. But like, like there is, but people were canceled. people have been canceled at the beginning of time, but you know what people also love is a comeback. Mm, so you never know that like your cancellation could be like what is it like people like <laughs> I, I know like you're a going preacher. with this yeah your cancellation could be your, your biggest blessing or yes! some shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> could be your opening could be your biggest opportunity could yeah. be the door opening yeah. for you don't even know mm-hmm. so anyway yeah back to <laughs> That's so off track. So Jeanette is thinking about this same thing that we're thinking about, the shame spiral. And she's like, Shh, wow, Jeff. She said, bingo. That's it. <laughs> she said, um, she's so tired of swearing over and over that this time she's done for real. Mm. And she said, maybe this is the missing piece when i have a slip i can acknowledge how disappointing and frustrating it is without getting caught in the shame spiral and um yeah so we're kind of in a hopeful spot here yeah she's like maybe it is just a slip accept it Jeanette. accept it all right on to chapter 82 it literally starts off with shit <laughs> Jeanette is currently late for a meeting, but she's also having to deal with Steven. I feel so and left out of this inside joke between got, me and Kesha. I'm so you gotta listen to the song. I saw her and Dr. Luke settled their thing. Oh, PR? Um, mm. it was the lawsuit. Oh, oh, like settled their loss. I thought you meant like settled like oh. between each other. Oh no, no, no. So I was that. like PR. Move. 
okay i got you yeah yeah i don't know mm. hope she's doing well right she looks great she does she does she does uh and so she's grabbing her bag in a hurry she's uh looking at steven and he's kind of in this catatonic state and we find out, ladies and gents, that he has found Mary Jane. <laughs> Not only found her, embraced her. <laughs> and Heavily. embraced her again. Mm-hmm. And then again. Mm-hmm. And then more and more and more. <laughs> Never stops embracing her. Yeah. And that's like, embrace me. Yeah, she's like crying out for help, Loki. <laughs> um, so she started inviting Steven to come along with her to different things. Because if she doesn't, he's just going to sit at the house and smoke weed and smoke weed um he's stopped working and seems opposed to the idea of returning to work which i was like bum hello hello steven but i was at first i was like bum but then i was like okay but he's also in recovery which is honestly why when she said that they had moved in together i was like is this a little too soon? Because I do feel like, you know, you can both be going through things at the same time, but the severity that each of them were going through at the same time, like maybe that needed to be like a separate recovery and then they come back together type deal. I could totally see how it's not maybe in Their anybody's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I don't know. And that's what she's explaining. Like she's in this place of like recovery and getting better and like still working and working towards recovery, like I said, but, and he's just like stalled at this point. Yeah. Where is he? Is he in the shame spiral? Is he numb to it? I was going to say he's in the numb, he's in the numb spiral. That's where she's saying like, it's just at an all time high of he just like doesn't care about anything. Catatonia. Yeah. Level Level high. high. Mm -hmm. Like he's just up in the clouds, not thinking about nothing. Hmm. And she's even said that she's, you know, attempted to like throw the weed out and like make these like better changes. And like every time he just reverts back to whatever it is. So she suggested he try a new therapist who specialized in addiction and she planned activities for them and then we'd be, they'd be out and about and he'd be less likely to use. She invites him everywhere so she can monitor him. Mm-hmm. But she gives him potential hobbies and she throws away his weed and nothing's worked. He won't read the articles. He won't go to support groups. Like he is really just stuck right now and she's helpless and she feels powerless over him, but she loves him. And she wants to be together, but it's like, it's like sometimes I feel like mm. you have to let those people go to for them to get the help that they need to and not like cling to one another like it's not mm, like a crutch yeah like she a crutch be, she might be a crutch for him right and like she could be stalling his oh, growth you know what I mean like I inadvertently that. stalling it wow where it's like he needs to go figure this shit out on his own for a little bit and then maybe one day when he's like you know like when That's they were okay. saying like oh she was like oh he was like oh, the fact that i believed in jesus but it's like you still had work to do because bro one time you thought you were jesus reincarnated like so true it's almost like um abbott elementary mm, except they yeah, chose the right thing yeah they didn't live together that, living together be to, makes be it together. harder be together just be together Wait, what, who, who are you talking about living together? 
because uh, they're living together. Oh, oh, oh. I, I thought you were saying Janine and oh, dude. Greg. I was like, wait. No, just in but the sense that you. they didn't and they do. And I feel mm-hmm. like living with somebody makes shit harder mm-hmm. because when I feel like mm, it's that sex component mm. and that living together component that makes it like you are attached to this Mm. person whether or not you're like independent and like doing your things you are like it would take some uncoupling to like it would take some heartache to go your separate ways when you like pay rent together Mm -hmm. and like have been you know just like coexisting together Mm -hmm. yeah so i can totally see how like Oh, that's it's tough. It's a very, very sticky situation. Yeah. Because on one hand, it's like if you love this person and they're willing to to work like you guys could walk together, even though it may be slower, like you may could potentially run ahead if you like didn't have somebody you're holding on to. But I think long term, it's more sustainable to like if this is what you want, like go walk together. Mm hmm. But if that person is literally stuck in the sand and like is not willing to move, Mm -hmm. you can't not move because they're not moving. Right. And you can stay there for a second, but you're going to resent that person Mm -hmm. in the end. And then it's just overall not good for either party. Like, yeah, it's almost like if you love them enough, you can love them to let them go also. Yeah, I feel like you have to it's love rough. yourself mm. and them. Yeah. In a way. In a way. But no, if you no, don't love exactly yourself, right. then you need their love. And that's more, you know? It's just, it's, it's sticky. sticky. It's sticky. Yeah. It's another good episode title. It's Very ambiguous. Sticky. <laughs> it's sticky. Like a Drake song. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, I like a drink talk. All right, moving on to 83, page 278. Ooh, okay, this is a good one. <laughs> oh, my God. Grandma! The first and the last sentence of Jeanette's <laughs> chapters are always so good. The writing, 10 out of 10. Too good. Okay, so the first <laughs> sentence is, Bob, did you hear? She ran out of all her money. <laughs> And grandma's wailing. She throws her head on grandpa's shoulder and weeps a tearless weeps into it. Um, Jeanette's like, this is not even her style. <laughs> she doesn't even wail and cry and weep like this. Um, and <laughs> her grandpa's like, that's not what she said, hon. So she paints the scene for us. She's sitting with her grandparents in the living room of her studio city home, the one that's always under construction. And she's like, I still have grandma blocked, but she won't let grandpa see me without her tagging along. So she's just broken the news to them that she'll be selling her house. Um, Grandma's losing her fucking shit (laughs) you took the words right out of my (laughs) mouth (laughs) saying all kinds of things talking about Jeanette's broke uh (laughs) what is she gonna tell her friends what is she gonna tell linda (laughs) i know like girl give it a rest (laughs) and 
grandpa's calming her down and they're just like why why are you doing this it's not even they it's just grandma grandpa's like all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, because grandpa's cool we've we've always fucked with he's grandpa. one of the girls he is he gets it mm-hmm. um and so she goes into why she's selling the house which is that she's been having conversations with Jeff about things that are stressing her out. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is her house. Because she's been having fucking contractors in and out this bitch since she moved in. She has not had a moment of peace a in moment. the moment that in the house that she's paying for. Right. Where you're supposed to that be most off. at peace Ooh, at home. Hell no. And so Jeff's like, why don't you sell it? And she's like, because it's not smart, Jeff. And he's like, why is it not smart, Jeanette? And she's like, because a home is a good investment, Jeff. And he's like, okay, well then, I guess, tell me what's so stressful about your home. Because he's trying to fix the problem. He's Mm -hmm. trying to figure out ways to fix it. Yeah. She's like, it's constantly falling apart. There's always something to fix. Contractor comes by almost every day. She's like, I didn't realize home ownership was going to be another job. And mm-hmm. she said, I don't have time for this and I'm not even interested in it. It feels lonely. It feels scary. Too big for me. Don't like the neighborhood. Somebody leaked my address online. So now I get random stalkers. And he's like, wait, that's a lot of stressful things. Right, like, where are the pros? <laughs> right and he's like so you're not selling it because it's a good investment and she's like yeah and he's like what's making it a good investment and she's like um it's just a thing i've heard jeff like Mm. american dream hello you bought the house you've made it and he's like but what about your investment in your mental health which checkmate jeff check and mate he said feeling safe is important to mental health and you mentioned that you don't feel safe and she's like well yeah but i don't think i can sell it and he's just looking at her like Like, come on he's not even blinking (laughs) he's just looking at her and she's like i could buy plants yeah she's like i could decorate maybe it'll feel more homey <laughs> like Jeanette, babe the the solution is right here and you're over here she's over there like let me go buy a house plant <laughs> let me go buy some rugs <laughs> he's like any other ideas she's like i could take more vacations and he's like that won't directly impact your main environment your home so why don't we stay focused on your home and she's like so no plants <laughs> she fucking kills me bro she corrects me up and then she says um i could hire an interior decorator right and she's he's like how could how would that reduce your stress and she's like well the house is kind of empty looking and feeling and it feels lonely so i think that that would help Mm -hmm. and yeah she calls a realtor and we we are interior designers now Yes, and this interior designer is, um, she's got her own style, guys. Mm -hmm. Jeanette seems to just like close her eyes and just pick (laughs) because I don't know if she looked at a portfolio or anything, but this girl's vibe is not Jeanette's vibe at all. She's like dressed in an outfit that Jeanette doesn't like, which is honestly the hugest red flag. If you don't like your eyebrow person's eyebrows, like, Mm, why are you going there? Right. Like, if your makeup artist 
is not giving you got to not pay her and not do that yeah like don't do that don't do that one so these are the things that as a young homeowner makes sense you're not like maybe as confident and strong enough to say no because she literally lets this girl run all over her Mm -hmm. what i thought was funny is that she's like not only am i a pushover but I'm a judgy pushover. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, we picked up on that, Miss Girl. Like, <laughs> we can like, see it. I'm going to let you do whatever I said not to do. But I'm going to, like, steam over here and brood and feel like you're dumb and stupid. You're the problem. <laughs> when actually I'm the problem. Which I think comes from her maternal side. I'm mm-hmm. just going to say it. <laughs> they love doing that but um so yeah she's like her she's like yeah do whatever you want basically and this girl is like i'm gonna do mint and cream cheetah print curtains and i'm gonna do like fun prints and Jeanette's like i would much rather be having simple solid colored furniture like and she literally says not a huge fan of animal print. Like. Truly. And this girl's like, cheetah print, cow print, zebra print. That's very in right now. Um, She's like, we could do subtle accents. I know. And this I'm girl's, like, what are you doing, Miss Man? Like, <laughs> Your client literally told you. What no she prints. wants. And she's just like steamboating ahead and is like, okay, well, I'm ordering all the stuff. So Jeanette. Mm-hmm. Gets all this stuff three days later. And she has also getting a receipt that says um, she owes upwards of $14,000 to Miss Liz. Um, So she's very, like, shocked. Mm -hmm. She's like, so can you return all this stuff? I won't be needing these services anymore because I think I'm just going to sell the house. Like, this was her final sign. And... This girl was like, is like, well, I'm disappointed, but those are non-refundable. So yeah, because she initially told her like, oh, if you don't like it, like we can just return it. But she's like, as long as it's refundable. And as soon as Jeanette started talking about those curtains, I was like, watch, they're now refundable. Watch, watch. Oh, I didn't catch that. So mm-hmm. she told her one thing, and it was the other. Yeah, it was like she was like okay yeah you know like if we can return it we will but if it's not refundable it's not refundable but Jeanette's so like out of it Uh that like she orders these curtains but then doesn't ask like hey is this something that's refundable oh yeah because she's like because she's she doesn't care checked out yeah and she's told her like this is the part that's like biting her in the ass like now you have to pay this fifteen thousand dollar basically bill because you wouldn't be like assertive on like what your boundaries were that's something you learn the hard way. I feel yeah. like we all have to learn it. Mm-hmm. Whether it's that haircut that you fucking <laughs> hate and now you have for the rest of your six months until your hair grows out or yeah. whatever it is that makes you like, oh my gosh, shit. Like, I mean, it's happened to me like when I don't like how my nails turn out, I'm but I'm like. Real. And then you drive back. Yeah, and on I'm like, Sunday. okay, well, I guess I can get them redone in three weeks. Like, I'm going to, but like, you still have to live those three weeks with nails you don't want that you paid for. And it's e- as easy as just speaking up and saying something, but even though it feels so much harder, it's like once it's 
once you're doing it, you're like, oh, this was easy. But mm-hmm. like to actually like do the thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. We get it, Jeanette. Yeah. Then we have a flash. She loves these flashbacks and flash forwards. She does. So we're flash forward back to the conversation with her grandma. And she's like explaining. She said, this is what's best for me. And I really appreciate your support. Like, that's all I'm here for. And her grandma's like, well, I don't. I just don't. And she said, where are you going to be moving to, doll? She switched her little. She's like, where are you going to move to? <laughs> and um, she's like, I'm moving into the apartment above the Americana. And her grandma stops sniffling. And she says, oh, the Americana. She said, is that the fancy shopping center? And she's like, yep, that's the one. And so we end on grandma's not so mad. And she's like, they have an Ann Taylor. So... <laughs> So I can weak. tell my friends about this. I was like, not Aunt Taylor. Like, bruh. I guess it won't be that bad. Yeah. Like, oh, it's nice over there, though. <laughs> like, bruh. I hate people. <laughs> I hate people, actually. I hate people. I'm so weak. Okay, we are on our final chapter for this episode. Chapter oh, 84, God. which, y'all, the next episode. Okay, okay. We, I mean, we got two more, but, like, it's too the one before the end the one before the end yeah yeah i don't even think it's a full six it is it's seven actually is it yeah oh Mm. damn yeah we're doing extra one um okay but chapter 84 she's like am i trying too hard and she's talking to colton and miranda and we find out that they're helping her pick an outfit towards this big event which she calls a first date but we find out she's going to meet her biological father, which I was like, jump scare, jump scare. Like, cause I'm like, all right, we're going through, we're going through. Fuck. When I first started <laughs> reading this, I was confused. Cause mm. I was like, where's her mans? They already broke up. I was like, oh, oh wow. yeah. It was it like was a jump. Just, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, it's her dad. It's her dad. Um, which update she has broken up. Her and Steven have broken up. That's happened. <laughs> um, oh, Oh, hello. Yeah. And she's like, what if he doesn't like me? And Miranda's like, he's going to like you. And she's just really jittery. Like, I mean, uh, like meeting the man who is actually your father after who knows how many years of thinking, like, what does she call him? Mark dad is your dad. Like, so she's even she mentions Mark dad. She's like, even though I couldn't find out much from him (laughs) about the situation, she was able to get her bio dad's full name and occupation which with a quick little online research, she found out his official website and he has a list of credits. He's in a band. He's played on soundtracks for various things like Star Wars, Jurassic World, Lost, countless others. So I'm like, okay, successful. Right. And it just so happens that one of his upcoming tour dates was in LA and she picked the very last one possible to like what are the odds right <laughs> right that's why it's cool to live in la i know and like those like hub cities yeah where everything they're comes coming to. to my city right it's like you live in atlanta and you're like oh yeah everything's coming to me birmingham i would we're on the come up we're on the come up <laughs> beyonce <laughs> ma'am <laughs> hello my daddy, daddy alabama. alabama okay all right that's our rant <laughs> um and so she goes to the latest possible la show because she wanted as much time to emotionally prepare for this because I mean, this is a big ass deal this this is a lot mm-hmm. 
and now they're driving to the concert and she has all these thoughts like does he even know that i exist does he know who i am does he know about my brothers does he have a family now like does he even want to know or have anything to do with me like so many questions there's so many and like her mom was the one that had the answers and Mm -hmm. she didn't give her the answers none of them and her dad mark dad he's 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 potato he's no help yeah and she's also considered the fact that maybe he'll deny the whole thing maybe he'll say like fuck off like what you're saying is invalid and she's like maybe he won't and so she's just like going back and forth through these decisions and so Miranda pulls into the valet because Miranda and Colton are going with her for emotional support. We love to see it. And she kind of explains this relationship her and Miranda have versus what her and Colton have. Colton's like holding her hand and giving her hugs. And she's like, my, my relationship with Miranda is not the same. Like we hug on special occasions. We don't really touch for real. The physical part is not there. And that's honestly how it used to be like, me and your friendship versus me and Kenzie's friendship. Like we hug and touch and whatever all the time. And Kenzie used to be like, there, there. <laughs> <laughs> but now she's a hugger. Oh, it's that see. maternal side. Even a little bit before the maternal side. She was, it, it was the relationship girly in her. Oh, that'll do it. It'll do it. The lover girl. <laughs> hey, kids. <laughs> How's Miss um, Papaya doing? What? Is she a size of papaya now? Girl, I don't know. Whatever size fruit. We got a little well-read baby baby on the way. (laughs) She was ahead of lettuce the last time we checked, I think. Okay, so watermelon's not too far off. Not too far. Okay, let's keep going. It's a big baby. (laughs) R.I.P. to her vagine. (laughs) Good luck, my good sis. Sorrow, sorrow, spreads. Girl, I don't know what that is. Queen Charlotte? Nope. Don't know. Don't know. I laughed the first time. I laughed the second time, but this one I was like, I cannot say. I don't know what she's talking about. Get on Netflix and watch Queen Charlotte. Okay? <laughs> okay. 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 All right. I'm serious. Okay. <laughs> um, and so they're pulling through the corridors of this hotel where everything's at and you know, typically like she when she goes to the bathroom everybody's like you know like hold up <laughs> like let's make sure everybody like, knows what mm-hmm. the fuck miranda i didn't know miranda was doing this i know like suddenly knows. so like miranda goes to the bathroom with her like i know this is a very stressful situation so let me just check on my girl and but she, really she's just in there to like wash her hands because they're really clammy and she's like no matter how much i fucking wash these hands like i'm just clammy i'm nervous fuck yeah and she has a little bit more mascara, a little more blush. She's like, why the fuck am I concerned how I look for my bio dad? Like, come on. That is toxic masculinity at work, I think. I don't know if toxic masculinity is the right word, but it's not masculinity. The patri- it's the patriarchy. All right, we're blaming the patriarchy. Okay. We are because <laughs> why does she want to look good? Because she thinks men like her more when she looks good. Think about it. She don't want her dad to think, oh, I got an ugly duckling right here. Not an ugly duckling. <laughs> All right, patriarchy. Um, and so they sit at this little table, and she describes a crowd. It's mostly people in their 40s and 50s. Uh, it's a, kind of a jazz music vibe, and she says it's a lot of Gucci. 
and there's this woman sitting next to her which she describes as wine drunk and pearls clad and she's like what brings your kids here <laughs> and she thinks about saying well my biological father who i've never met plays a trombone in this man so i was just gonna accost him after the show to try and find answers about my dysfunctionally mess of a childhood but you know and but she doesn't she's like we just like jazz <laughs> like just keep it plain and simple i think it was uh colton that said it because jeanette just was staring at her silently oh yeah jeanette is the one who says like we just like jazz yeah it was an uncomfortable silence you're right you're right you're right <laughs> and she the pearl lady's like oh that's good we need more young people culture uh, like the usual there's always that lady always mm-hmm. but like why can't i just be here i love that lady though she is great she's, she's fun she's fun she's she fun friends um and then her dad walks up on the stage and it's she's like you know from far away i'm like i can't tell if we have much of a resemblance or maybe mom's jeans are just stronger (laughs) um and the band starts playing and colton grabs her hand a few times miranda's like watching out of the corner of her eye like making sure everything's good and an hour later the saxophonist announces that this is their last song and her mouth goes dry hands are drenched and her heart is pounding Mm -hmm. colton's like all right let's go and the ladies, Pearl lady's like, where are you guys going? And she's like, not now, Pearls. <laughs> <laughs> and so the final song is coming. They pick up the pace to try to get to the stage exit. And the guard's like, you can't come here. And Colton says, sorry. She Just a quick thing <laughs> she has to do. And it must have been some type of confidence in his response or something. The security guard's like, all right. <laughs> he understood this was a mission sent from God. Must have uh and miranda's like hurry we gotta get to him before he gets backstage and so she kind of runs the last 30 yards they make eye contact he looks he looks a bit puzzled maybe even a little alarmed and she says i think we have something in common which that was the weirdest thing to say i'm sorry but what (laughs) but it's like you're so nervous and like all of the things where you're just like word vomit comes out that's bro i know yeah you're right (laughs) if i'm in this situation i feel like there's no telling (laughs) what's gonna come out of my mouth hi how are you (laughs) yeah but that's so funny i think we have something in common yeah and his eyes well with tears so do hers it's like he immediately knew yeah it's like did you see her himself in her or maybe he like did know in fact who she was oh because she's famous well like i'm saying like knew her and like well okay let me let me get into it because it kind of explains that um, the next 10 minutes are a very informational, an informational exchange and a blur. She asks him if he knew about her and that she existed. And he says, yes. And her brothers, he also says, yes. And he says that he's been waiting for them to contact him because he didn't want to contact because he didn't know if they knew. Um, and he asks how she found out. She tells him. And he says that things ended really poorly for him and his mom him and her mom and that there was a big custody battle when they were little that her mom said he was physically abusive and he assures her he wasn't and she won and she she asked him if he knew that her mom had died and he says yes he saw it on e-news which like wild and the tech people start saying that they got to move and they exchange numbers they hug and say goodbye miranda and colton come over and she's just having a lot of feelings and she you know can't really identify what they are it just feels like progress 
No, she can't. Oh, she can't. She can't identify what they are. It feels like progress. Right. That is huge progress. That's huge progress for her. Mm-hmm. And she says, I'm glad he knew that we existed. She's relieved that this event is over. You know, that like kind of build up to that big thing. And you're like, oh, thank God this is done. Mm. And she's just really disappointed by how brief it was. And she's confused and sad that he didn't reach out first. And she'll never know for sure if he wanted to meet her or not. Or if he's just saying all this because that's what you're supposed to say. Wow. It's kind of that like limbo. Like you'll never really know. Mm. And she's like, as far as first dates go. This has certainly been the most interesting one she's been on, and she's not sure if there'll be a second. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of bittersweet. Yeah, no, totally. Bittersweet ending. So, yeah. Well, y'all, we're reaching the last lap of this book. What a story. What a ride. And it is confirmed, I believe, that she's writing another one. Cannot Ooh. wait. I'll read anything she writes at this point. At this point, literally. Um, but we hope you all enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to go watch us on YouTube if you're listening to this audio only to see all of our theatrics. I think we're pretty funny and entertaining. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> but until then, this has been another episode of She Well Read, the Bite Size Book Club podcast. I'm Alana. And I'm Samra. Bye, y'all. Bye.